right, Thank Eric. Hello. God it's Friday. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, Friday night tights. Here oh. we are. Thank God it's Friday does have a nice ring to it. Did you see I tweeted that out just for you? Yes, just I did. tonight. I ended up, and I actually, you said, when are we going to record? I'm like, well, I got to get that Grodd tweet out. So give me 40 minutes. It's very important. Yes, it is. And, and I see that you're, you're right. Some people did enjoy it or maybe got a chuckle. Maybe next week it'll be thank Zod it's Friday. We'll How see. How dare you? Don't bring and then I'll also this. in the same deal, I was actually going to put a Quit thanks Zod it's Friday. Around here. And I thought, like, what am I going to be bananas there? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to this uh, podcast, the podcast that at the moment we're going to use for the non-future state books. And I have gotten a hold of uh, a guy, a fellow got a hold of me this week, Eric. I forgot to tell you that wanted to tell us that he did jump on the podcast with the future state and said that we're nonsense. And no, he Aww. actually said that he jumped on with future state and really liked the show and liked nice. the idea that we are honest with the reviews and uh, whether the thing is good or bad. We'll say that. Now, that's what people say at the beginning. And, and then, then they get somehow, sick of that shit. Some, yeah, then they really get sick of that by the end. And like, really, don't you guys like anything? Well, I'm proud to say, Eric, I think that we both like this issue we're going to talk about tonight. I like and the series, but as far as this issue goes, I feel it's one of the weaker ones. Like, there's aspects of it. It might be one of the really weaker ones. I still like it. Yeah, I still it's okay. like it, though. Yeah, and, and it's the idea where you have to go, and, and I'm assuming maybe there will be some new people listening to us that wouldn't have heard us talk about the White Knight or Curse of the White Knight just to tell everybody just going in. We were down on the White Knight deal after Curse of the White Knight. I'm not saying we hated it, but we were kind of done with it. Uh, this happens to us a lot since we try to talk about just about every What's book every week. What's the oversaturation of this whole idea? Like, like this, the Exactly. Just like Deceased as well. The idea of these Elseworlds. Like initially, like, okay, I want to see some weird Batman, other world kind of thing. And then the sequel comes out and doesn't live up to the hype of the original one. And then it goes on a little bit too long. And then you have little tie-ins like, you know, uh, White Knight presents Von Freeze and those weird little tie-ins. And then you have this, White Knight presents Harley Quinn. And it's not even by Sean Murphy at this point. So I'm like... Okay, are we getting a little bit too much into this world that's, you know, and it's, it's not too far off of what we actually have with Batman and it's tying in very heavy to the animated series and the Tim Burton, you know, Batman movies. So I'm like, is it enough of a difference to really feel like we need all of this kind of stuff? And I'm guessing it's selfs because they keep putting it out. So maybe we do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And this is by Katana Collins, Sean Murphy's wife. So you think he's kind of got his fingers in the pie a little and also helping eh. out with the issue. Eric, but also with that, you have all this going on and you do have what we always say. You have diminishing returns and it almost feels like, you know, you have me and you are a band, Eric. We're, we're like the new Aerosmith. We're, right. we're the, we're, the not, we're the nonsense twins is what we are. And so we have that first album that, and I, I see this all the time. You can read about it if you want to read Eric. the idea that a band, usually that first album, you know, with the dark ones, you've worked on that stuff. For years, you know, to get your break. And yes. then when you get your yes, break, that's, that's your first album. Now, all of a sudden, you you have to do another album in, in nine months. Now, things have to change. And that's what, you know, separates the good and the bad here. That's where you get an Aerosmith or a U2, Eric. You know what I'm saying? And then you end up with, you know, the next album may not be. And then they either go. And that's what this felt like. This is what feels like a lot of times where Sean Murphy, he's going to do his big thing. At one point, if you remember, he was going to do the second half of the All-Star Batman with 
Scott Snyder. That kind oh, yeah, of was put on that. hold because he was doing White Knight, and he ended up saying, "I only want to do my own things. I just I want to be able to like write those things, those terrible things. Like, what's that Scott Snyder doing? A weird Batman? Hold my beer. Yeah, yeah. How, what's that? You got the Bane in the? Well, no, it was KG Beast. You just KG call him the Beast. I'm out. But yeah, so he ended up doing White Knight. It was like lightning in a bottle, not Metropolis in a bottle. It's a weird lightning thing. I, in a I bottle. I think that it's almost a weird off between Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy, where it's you know, you know, all star Batman doing some weird gritty Batman stuff. All right, hold my beer. I'm going to go do the White Knight. Oh, you're doing the White Knight. I'm going to do the Last Knight on Earth. Damn right. It just keeps going it's back. Oh yeah, and weirder. Well, you're doing the last night on Earth. Well, I'm going to do another white night. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to do metal and death. And now I'm we gonna all do we another all suffered. white night. <laughs> this is like the Cold War of shitty comics, it seems. And I'm joking. But yeah. am I? The, the thing is, no. when we went back to Curse of the White Knight, it already did seem like, okay, the spark isn't there. Not even just because it came out, you know, after and whatever. It just seemed like Sean Murphy, like, poured everything into that white knight everything seemed pretty cool everything was like that and then you get curse the white knight that set up the laughy stuff and and all the and it never really hit as well and then we end up finding out that we're going to get a white knight presents harley quinn and me and you right away were like yeah we're going to talk about this because we're kind of sick of the white knight and i'm so glad that we did because it did end up kind of like what the unkillables did for me with deceased. I, I unfortunately didn't love the first deceased series as much as everybody else because it didn't have that Tom Taylor, you know, feel to it. It didn't the have the humor and the gravitas. And I got that. Fancy. Like I fall in love with the creeper. I mean, really the only other time I did that was with you, Eric. <laughs> and so when you have all that going on, we were worried and I have enjoyed the white Knight presents Harley Quinn. And I continue. I do like this issue enough. I I'm with you. This seems like what we usually get in these, that fourth issue where you have to set up the little bit to set up the fifth issue, which is the setup for the finale. Like no, you it's, get it's, some it's a weird things idea tied together a little. It's book four of six what we have here and where we ended off. You and I had these grand theories, and not even grand theories in my mind. They're right there on Front Street. We had the idea that Herbert Quimby, our new like psychiatrist that's come in to try to help the GTO and Harley Quinn find out who the producer and Starlet are. It seemed like with his obsession of Harley Quinn, which we found out in the last issue, since childhood, you know, teenagehood, I'd imagine. But since then, he has kind of moved on. It almost seemed like the Starlet was a, his own, like, split personality based on the Hollywood lifestyle that he grew up with, his, you know, Starlet mother and his obsession with Harley Quinn. So, like, oh, man, we cracked the code, which is right in front of everybody. So it's not really cracking a code. We're just right there with everybody else. And you go into this issue and you find out everything that we talked about nobody cares about in this issue nobody has jumped to the same conclusions we have and you even go out of your way to find out that oh that's starlet no no she's somebody completely different and they even talk about the idea of misdirection in this and you find out oh my god everything that we've been talking about for the last month it was all misdirection to lead us to this even simpler way but maybe even more like um heartfelt and actually more dynamic kind of a reveal in my mind to really build this whole world up and, oh, who it our works. Characters are and, here. and when you end up finding that you know and we'll spoil it right away that it is the nanny ethel. ethel ethel the nanny um and then finding out what happened and why she was scarred and all these things it, it works as a villain backstory it's a very good villain backstory scarred it's just by that- the hollywood starlet mother who was hated her son herbert ethel was everything to herbert his nanny and when she got in the way of, of her mother of herbert's mother's freaking throwing you know whiskey bottles and her, hit her in the face and scarred her face up and ruined her future career of being an actress herself well now she has to take it out on everybody because her dreams were taken away from her but 
she is still a protector of Herbert Quimby and wants to bring him into producer's fold. Yes, and with that, it is Hector, Eric. I hate I to, keep saying to, Herbert. I have I done know. this since the beginning, and I have no idea why he says I keep it every saying time. it. I, I don't, it, it works. I'm going to go with Herbert now. I'm going to call him Herbie. But yeah, when you go with that, the big thing, though, you'll hear in my, my deal. <laughs> in my deal. I'll, I'll edit that out. So no, you guess. won't. I, I know I won't. I'm too lazy, and I don't feel good. But you yeah. end up where, uh, by the end, I kind of am wondering why we're not seeing more of the producer at this point. Now that you are revealing who, like, uh, is he the you know, big Ethel M Night Shyamalan twist that we're waiting for the final seems, three, five and, minutes and again, to find out what's going on with him? The funny thing is that's a pretty cool play because we have been focused on the starlet, thinking that is a dress to kill situation where Hector is there and he's so obsessed with everything, but also wanting to be his mother or get her approval. I. The worst part of this being Ethel is I think that's less of a fun story, but I think that it was cool to lead us that way to almost feel like it was well, that you're, kind you're of thing. You're always going now, for that over-the-top kind of fucked up, damaged, you know, Batman villain idea where this kid was abused so much by his mother where it actually split personality. And he actually – even talking about the Oedipus complex that he has for what his mother was talking about in the last issue and his obsession with Harley Quinn, just older yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah. But taking on this female persona of the starlet to try to emulate the mother, like the love that he never got growing up and trying to be that woman into like something that she could actually appreciate because it's almost the idea of like the thing that she loves most is looking in the mirror so the idea that he would try to become this it, it's a cool idea in my mind but maybe it is too on the nose for the idea of a batman well that's to what be i that and damaged. i do like that that it's right on the nose and then it isn't that's why i saw a lot of people really upset saying that no i didn't like this issue because this athlete we hardly got or whatever but the the build-up to show us i think it pays off still because with with at the end hector has to decide between Harley and oh, Starlet Ethel, and we still don't know her. <laughs> we still don't know how much is going on there. Now we know he's obsessed with Harley, but he still has a lot of problems, and he may end up, you know, going over. I, I don't think so, but it is Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number four. It's like how many different catch deals can you get batman white knight i mean seriously Gotta put a lot of collins, collins. yeah you also said that's collins like and your, i see you on a saturday that's night like your friday nights eric not saturday oh my goodness gracious written by katana collins with maybe a little fingers in there in the pie of sean murphy Colin. hey well welcome to weird science art by mateo Stewart, and world design there White Knight presents Harley Quinn continues with more of a look at the beginnings of the Joker-Harley-Jack relationship, a pep talk from Batman in the full reveal who the starlet is. While it isn't Hector, it's his nanny Ethel, who has a decent enough backstory to turn her into a Gotham villainess. But I really want to know more about the producer, and I'm interested in his supposed plan to create a new Gotham rogues gallery. I'm still hinging on the unhinged mind of Hector to keep things interesting, though, as we go forward, because that's how we end. You, you don't know. And you, you would assume, you know, normally, like, well, he's obsessed with Harley. He'll definitely side with her. And I actually expected in this for him to just turn around and shoot the starlet like right there like you're done but i'm thinking he, that's the first page of the next issue but he has such a connection to her that's his almost his real mother i actually thought even when we went in the flashback that for some reason he was going to be ethel's son that you ended up having his mother then take 
to try to get ahead, in, in, so the, but it uh, didn't in your, work in out. In your mind, you know, this, like his mother at one point was a high, like high flute actress and stuff like that. And her agent told her, you know, what you really need to hit with the folks at home. You need to have a kid yourself. And she's not willing to give up her Hollywood exactly. body. So yeah, Ethel that's has what a kid. I thought, she just t- I buys thought we were going to find that out. Now that goes away real quick. I mean, it's yes. not like Troy <laughs> McClure and his love of the fish, Eric. But that's basically Loves what I them. thought. But then right away, it's so funny because that's what I'm thinking. And then when the Troy McClure route. Yeah. When it isn't that, it's spelled out so completely the opposite that I yeah. felt like a dummy when she's like, You ruined my body. And like, well, I it's even that, that whole was thing be when you're going through and like you have, you know, you start the whole thing out with Harley going to visit Bruce Wayne in prison, talking about the idea of when Jack became the Joker. But when you eventually get back to the story at hand with the starlet and you have this whole idea where she goes back to the producer and talks about, you know, her being in the Quimby house and like, Don't worry, nobody saw me. I needed to get more knives from his mother and stuff the idea of this whole thing like you're still trying to play this game then it's completely spelled out no no this this is not freaking this is not hector you get away from that right now no matter what you think you saw no matter how many left turns you think this is going to take i am right here in front of you take me for what i am like oh why you got to be like that i know i know And, and again you would think and like you said maybe the m night Shyamalan twist like when i watched that movie split but I watched accidentally a movie about bowling, Eric. The M. Night Shyamalan twist has to be the producer deal. Now, now you have is, complained a bit, though. Do you want to go series. with the idea at the whole thing where it's going to be right there on the nose as well, that the producer is just the Vandal Savage of this world? Well, and the idea you is that say you're immortalized that, on screen and that's he how he's immortal? Like- he, I was going to mention in my little bit of notes, I put, why does this guy look just like Randall Savage? Because we're talking about that right last like issue. Him. Yeah, yeah. And so with that, though, and it might be, that's how you're a mortal, baby. And, and he wants to make the rogues gallery, which we'll get to. One of the things, though, that you've complained about a bit in the series is the idea of having to keep going back to see that Jack Harley Batman deal that we kind of already got. And I don't know that I needed this to be a way to spell that more completely well, it's because just a weird it doesn't idea. really matter now. Well, that's the thing. It's like, the, you know, Jack, like, you know, the whole idea, we're going to go back to Axis Chemicals and stuff like that. And the idea that the night that Jack became the Joker, Harley was there. And the reason that everything went down is because Harley was there and actually, you know, caught Jack off guard and Jack was trying to protect her, which ended mm-hmm. up getting him attacked by Batman and then falling into the chemicals. But even with the whole idea that she was there and stuff like that, I'm like, no, no, he was still a piece of shit who was going there to try yeah. to extort some money not from people and doing bad yeah. stuff. Yeah, he was still a bad guy. Now, not only that, but we get half the issue in the scene for Batman to say, I know I was there. I mean, the, the basically, <laughs> it you almost get seems a like whole the ending deal. to the three Jokers. <laughs> yeah, you get a whole deal of expl- page after page of, well, you don't know, Batman, this happened. And when, when Jack yelled out, he was yelling to me to not help him anymore. And he was trying to protect me, all that. And then you just go and he's like, Yep, I knew you were there the whole time. I'm like, we just wasted all that time. Not, going not, there. not even that, because if you if you are a fan of this Harley and this Jack Joker kind of dynamic, you might want to you know have this background, especially when you have the idea when Batman does show up, it is pretty much almost frame for frame the idea of what you see in Tim Burton's Batman about how he shoots the bullet. I just wish it actually would have ricocheted off Batman's you know gaunt like you know. Uh, forearm blades right there like it was in the movie and then hitting you know jack in the face and him falling over it's very similar but the whole, like that's something i appreciate you know getting off of the first series where it's like everything's a rip off of this everything's well, a rip off of what i like appreciating it now what i get with this though is that and i said this the last the last review 
Uh, the idea that Sean Murphy's like, look, look, honey, look at this. I'm putting all the cartoon stuff in this book. It's so great. That- Cartoons, huh? And then when she goes, she's more fancy. She's putting movies in there. Eric's like, I don't she's deal with the fan. cartoons. But, go, but going beyond the idea, like, you can get something in my mind out of this background of Harley Quinn actually you even can. donning a it, costume but- for the first time to go confront Jack about what he's doing. Get out of here, but we need to get you help. Him becoming the Joker and actually, while he's actually skins, you know, bleaching right there in front of you he's talking about get away and you know batman this whole time in her mind at least thought that you know he thought that jack was yelling at him to get away and stuff like that but he was yelling over batman for her to get away get clean yeah. and you know, make sure and you that don't was get locked clever up. i did like that but to the, get the- to this point you go through prison where you see everybody having a riot in prison bruce wayne walks to the like through the cafeteria system, and everybody separates all this stuff about Bruce Wayne in jail and then going for a visitor call, sitting down with Harley, then Harley talking about this background, going back to this whole thing. This is page after page of this setup to get to this plot. Like, there's a lot of padding in this issue. Even the idea after and this And then one, leaving and then Montoya's there. And exactly. I'm telling you, the, the, while this whole setup in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start reading this book and I see what's going on here. Once you get done this flashback and then she leaves Bruce and then goes and has a conversation with Montoya about nothing at all, just the idea about her being on the team, which we see her being on the team. Montoya doesn't hate the her. The GTO. Yeah. Exactly. The GTO team, I mean. But this whole thing, like... It felt so unneeded for her to say, okay, go home and go see your kids. And then she just goes home and sees her kids. Like, we could have had her leave Bruce and go right to that point. And the only only other thing with that is also to point out the idea, oh, you and Bruce, huh? Like, you get that, those little, oh, no, 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 we're just friends, whatever. But what I thought, if you... If you don't mind seeing this background or if it's not, you know, you're like, okay, let's see it, whatever. It it tends to start to make me feel like this is there because they're not so confident in the regular story. So they have to do what would be the wow moment here of showing the origin of the Joker in the White Knight series. Now, and well, that's, that's a weird cool. thing because you almost had that in Curse of the White Knight with the background, yeah. like the flashbacks to the 1700s or 1600s. I can't remember what it is anymore with Laffy Arkham and Bruce Wayne's, you know, ancestor and stuff like that which seemed really cool and interesting. Then they got away from it to get back to the main story and never went back. I'm like, no. what happened to the background? Was Laffy Arkham a, a Draculus or not? <laughs> Was he a Draculus? And, and with that, again, I want to know more about the Starlet, which we do get in here in the producer and things like that. But you also have to point out you know, that Harley has her kids. It's almost like when you start this issue, you're, you're putting your things in place again. Bruce is in jail. Harley was obsessed with the Joker and was there just like Hector is kind of obsessed with her. She has kids. When you go back and you see the kids, because now this whole issue and the whole series, like you said, this issue is going a lot with redirection and really showing, you know, spelling that out while you're getting it or misdirection. When you end up, the whole series, though, is about being a mother being a caring parent, wanting to do because Harley well, through this even is that, even leaving her kids behind. All a lot. the multiple roles that Harley Quinn is playing off in her head, and she doesn't know if she's all of them at once or any of them at all because you know she's playing you know the villainous, the detective, the, psych- the psychiatrist, the mother, roles. and exactly it goes along with the whole thing. So now that you said, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many deep, such deep content here. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, and Hector's mom, I'm an idiot. Well, well, you know, while Hector's mom was such a great actress at a point, she could not play the role of mother, Eric, because Just she like was Harley. too self-centered. And Harley is struggling with that. So you have all these things going on, and then you have the villain is actually the only one that was there for Hector to raise him. But when, you know, but things she started went going away, down, 
Well, she did because she got a, a bottle of booze smashed upside her face, made her hideous. It's Miller time. Yeah, really, it is. And so she has joined up to pretty much take revenge on everybody, you know, every starlet at that point. And then becomes the idea, well, you know, your mom's a jerk, but I ended up killing all these other starlets because they didn't want kids. I'm like, or they were mean to their kids. I'm like. All right, they you were got just an MO, like I guess. Bitch yeah. Mother. Yes, oh, yeah. my. At one point, her mom's like, "You bitch!" And throw, seems to throw the the bottle, and it's going to hit Hector, and then you end up. Oh yeah, and then Ethel, Ethel gets in the way because yeah, she's a caring person. It's such but a it great like her career she and took her the dream. shot. She took the shot. It was a whiskey bottle. Yeah, she's end up hideously scarred, and the idea of that is a pretty cool deal because you have that, you know. The, the flapper hair that she has, the starlet yeah, yeah. hair, has covered that hideous-looking scar uh, that may look like she's become part of the anti-life uh, zombie horde. It doesn't really look like scars there. It kind of looks like she's falling apart. But, but still, she's there, and you know we find out it is her while we're seeing you know those home movies. Her greatest role, Eric, <laughs> the home movies where she's a villain. A yeah, and the nanny then doing this, and she's like, oh, my God, Ethel was the only Even, one who there's cared a, there's for me. There's a weird me. backup to it. I do like the issue. There's moments, so like I said, the idea of how much lead-up we have to have to fill out, to pad out the beginning of this issue, then the Montoya bit, and then even this idea where we have an idea where the producer and the starlet are, but the producer at one point says, I have connections inside the GCPD. I'm holding up the warrant that the judges has to do, so they can't get a warrant to search this place, so we have some time to finish our final scene and stuff like that. And then it goes to the point where it's like, you know, Harley Quinn goes over to the Gotham Film Academy. We have Hector Quimby. He shows up. They're all going to go against the rules. And even Duke Thomas shows up. They're going to break into this place and snoop around. I'm like, what you're doing right now? Like, yes, this is a superhero comic. This happens all the time. But you are actually working for the police department in an official capacity. You screw this up. You're letting the producer and the starlet get away. They just want to go. And what and I they're do not being like, quiet about it. In a, no, they're not. And then actually Duke shows up because then Harley comes and is like, yo, Hector, what the hell are you doing? I like this, though. I like some subtle things in this. The idea that Hector has no idea how to Jimmy open a window because he's never done. He's a good boy, Eric. And, and it, we're thinking he's the bad guy. Harley shows up and like, you're using the wrong end. He's like, what? Uh, I was being quiet. No, you weren't. Can we have like, a, Neither of you are being quiet. Why and I can't like, we have a, a book that talks about the Joker without a crowbar showing up? Darn, damn right, Eric. You can't. You cannot. But you do see that Hector, it's a trap. Hector has been, where's Admiral? It's a trap. He's been told to show up there. There was this note. So he goes. The weird thing about it is there's a kind of a weird deal where we said when Hector's mom was like, oh, you have an Oedipus complex. Well, now you're getting the opposite where it even points with the producer and Ethel the starlet is kind of getting the idea that he she has a crush on Hector. Started getting a little weird. But the big thing about this is, is that. He, the producer's trying to set up a new rogues gallery. And what I like That's about what they say. that. Now they say it, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. I do like the idea of like, now's the time to do it. You know, there's no Batman. Batman's in jail. Let's do it. And I just wonder th- this rogues gallery that you see you see Hector, you see Harley, you see some lady that looks like a librarian, you see some guy who looks like maybe a carpenter. I, I don't Mr. know what Potato they're going head. with here. It's like, is, is one of the ones key grip? Eric is that would that be he's like got big hands like this would be the best that's what I need to see Splicer. casting couch you want that casting no. couch Eric he shows oh, up no, and you're, it's the Weinstein's you're, run. your clothes disappear and you wake up the next day with a headache 
I, I don't like that guy. But yeah, I would love to see more. Now, the, the the scene of this whole issue, and I laughed. I actually laughed out loud. It's when the producer comes and like, oh, what are you guys doing in here? I'm going to skedaddle. He goes, and then Duke goes, I'll go get Mr. Peanut. You, you go get this Stella. It made me laugh so much. And then I thought, is this asshole gentleman ghost now? Because he did look like him a bit in the whole day, but he's not. I, I don't know. He's got too if much flashy clothing for gentlemen. If it's ghosts. Vandal Savage, it's nonsense. But we'll well, I said, I'm telling you, for the idea, like it's a different take on the idea of immortality. If you put somebody on the silver screen like that, they are forever immortalized. I'm like, it's yes, maybe because Vandal is not the star himself, but the producer that he himself is not immortalized. Immortal, but I can, huh? you know, go along the same lines as that in my mind. Who's your favorite star in 1927? You it's Charlie Chaplin and some of them are immortal, but there's a lot that aren't. But still, you end up. I even like the way the producer plays the game, you know, full out. Right. More he, of a he even, guy back then. Yeah, really. That is true. A lot of if pies in the face. It wasn't Gracie Allen and freaking <laughs> and George Burns. And George Burns. It wasn't for Say me. Say goodnight, Gracie. Shut up, George. That's what I wish it was. Y- you end up though. I like the producer. Really does no, stick heard, to that. I heard role. that was a a a, a, a hoax. Not a hoax, but a missed uh, like a misknown thing where that actually never that happened good on night, the show. Gracie. Yeah, I, I've actually listened to a couple of the old time radio shows, and I've never heard that. I've never no. heard them say and that. I, I, uh, I've watched a TV show when they had that before too, and I've never seen that before. But like. I think not George Burns came deal. out before he died. Yeah, yeah. That, like this is not something that I actually did. It just became this weird thing. Not my favorite comedy team, Eric. They not even right. in the old time. Not even in the old time radio. Even a husband wife team. I I prefer Fibber McGee and Molly, Eric. And that's just a deep cut. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I listen. Do you, th- but- you think that Edith, Edith Bunker was just Gracie Allen of the seventies? Yeah, Archie. What are you doing, <laughs> just, Archie? Just that dingbat attitude. <laughs> Edith, shut the fuck up! That was my favorite scene with them. Hey, Edith, you say goodnight to everybody. Say goodnight to goodnight everybody. Yeah, you know, fuck up. I don't know. My Archie is the greatest. I think I. Why do I do a better Edith than Archie? Archie, they tried to do things to me. Did you see what they did to your bushes, Archie? All right, we were. And yeah, so you have this, and I. uh, What I was saying, the producer, I like. <laughs> you they end up with this whole deal of like the producer you're not playing the role right baby i like that he's really sticking and then he shows up and then just out of nowhere yells action and, and yet it means nothing <laughs> and he runs i don't know no, what no, he's getting on there about the, at this time they're talking about the action because then his mind is deluded filmmaking mind and this is these <laughs> characters death scene just, that they're about it was to film. funny though the way he says it and then runs like i don't even know that the full scene is set and up but he action. just I, I think he just walks in and he's like oh shit action he goes he's he's doing the ed wood brand of filmmaking just go with the flow uh but duke tries to you know seek them out search them down and you know they all get captured and you end up seeing that it was ethel that's revealed obviously but then at the end it's like you know Hector, you get the holly because she says there can't be two leading women <laughs> you end up where hey dummy i know i'm just going through everything that's red you fox. end up where it gets red fox. hey this is a dummy you end up where Hector has to decide is he going to shoot harley who's he obsessed with or the one woman that actually treated him 
nice and really was a mother to him well, growing he is. up. The thing is, you got to think about it too, because he became a psychiatrist because he was obsessed with Harley Quinn and it was going down the same line as she did. But that was also in my mind, you know, probably 10 years ago, maybe 15. The same with Ethel. It's like, you know, these, these women in your lives are like 15 years ago. Get over it, Hector. Yeah, really. Well, what I think, I, word to Harley here. Turn off that damn projector. Th- that movie is really playing the idea that he should shoot Harley. It's like you, you look in the background there and the scored up Ethel. I don't even I'm know how this you. is working because like are we actually – Are we going to believe the, that the film is going around her neck and also being pulled into the camera right at that point well, in time Eric, to actually project it on the screen? As a former projectionist, Eric, is that possible? Is that something that's possible there? Because you were a projectionist. And not even just I, I, that I you thought you were going to be something in your I life. I don't know. That was this, just projection. This, the way it's but done you, here. Okay. You, you don't know that that could be a thing. Well, if you look and I legitimately. I pull the rest of the film out of where it's projecting. <laughs> she, she looks like when you ended up having a. Uh, uh, Chief Wiggum gets stuck in the roller of the hot dog, and he's like, "This is going to get worse before it gets better." <laughs> you end up though, if you look, and you—I love the art in this. I think Matteo Scalera really does a great job of at least, you know, giving you that white knight feel throughout. Oh yeah, the book looks great. So trusting that art and trusting where I'm looking at that last page, it does really to me look like he's pointing that gun at, at the, the camera. camera at yeah. the camera. He's that, going to shoot that to stop that. So he's going to he shoot the Harley. camera. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going to turn around and shoot the Scarlet or but shoot Harley. He's going to shoot moment. the camera. Yeah, I'm like, like I said, Harley, turn it off if you can, because right behind there is every reason for him to go with Ethel. She's scarred, still protecting him. Probably smells like whiskey, and I don't know that little Jen, Hector's probably Jen. licking it off of her arm. And now he's drunk, Eric, and she's going to get arrested. That's what I think happens, but we'll see. But uh, I liked it. And then I, I actually even liked the uh, this. Uh, so I looked at, I rarely look at these like black and white pages for the I'm next right issues. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I looked at it. And the, the best, though, is when I saw the part where it looks like maybe the warden and Bruce Wayne are doing a stare off that they look like twins. <laughs> They're yelling at each other and it does not look great, I'll tell you. But it made me laugh. Uh, and then you have Bruce Wayne looking at himself possibly in the mirror. What am I actually? He's looking through another cell and then looking over at things. I thought he was like, who am I really? What role? You, you also get that. Are we going to get more of what role does Bruce Wayne play? Well, every right day there, this whole thing, is that, is that the last page of that coming up? Is that a Red Hood helmet that we see right there? That's, that's what it at? looks like. Yep. It looks yeah. like the Red Hood deal. So, And this was uh, – you know, going to be stuff, and and supposedly we're going to get Red Hood at some point as well in this. So that's pretty cool. And I mean Jason Todd because that was alluded to in that first series and stuff. So we'll see what goes on, what happens, all that stuff going down. Uh, but yeah, what would you give this? I ended up giving this a seven out of ten. I still really enjoy this whole thing, and I look forward to uh, you and I talking about it. Actually, makes me enjoy it more than I did originally. It's just there seemed to be a lot of padding, a lot of filler to get this whole thing, the page co- count complete for this. But I still am intrigued. I like the art. I like, I like the, the feel. I like the killing, but I, I like still would killing. like more out of this in the long run. I uh, I liked it. I'm going to give it a seven eight. Uh, I like the art. I like the thing. To me, like I said. The the beginning, the Joker origin, stuff like that, you got more of a kick out of that than I did. Uh, I thought that, again, that was something where it's like, well, we got to put that in because maybe this, you know, so, but I really am intrigued by the story. I actually think that Katana Collins has, has got a good mystery going on and then did that misdirect. Then we find, and the best part about that is it did already set up Hector as being, you know, pretty wacky. 
but also then when it does get that misdirect, I still think it would have been more interesting as as but that is a little tropey. That's kind of the deal. So when you go and you do introduce Ethel as the starlet, it makes sense. It actually is again another good you know, thing that, okay, I can go with that. Like, if it was something out of nowhere and I thought it was bullshit, then I'd be like, ah. It's kind of a weird deal because I feel like I have mixed emotions about it. Like, I bag on the original Friday the 13th, uh, like the movie, because the idea is like you have all this misdirection going on. You have a lot of red herrings of who you think the killer might be because it's all shot from POV until the end. And at the end, oh, I'm Mrs. Voorhees. Like, we have never fucking seen you before. This is not a mystery. You just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and and still we did see Ethel in the movies, the home yes. movies before. So at least that was somebody that we knew who it was. It was not Mrs. Mrs. Voorhees. Voorhees. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Voorhees, you you appearing bitch is what I said, Eric, when I first saw that. I like the killing. I get so angry <laughs> at that movie. I don't think I saw it. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I, I like it. And the kids, cute as buttons, those, those twins there. You know, you don't see yeah, much of them. They, you, they're cute they as buttons because the they have paint. little Coraline freaking button eyes. Damn right. They do look like Coraline. Uh, but they got the face paints on, right? No, my goodness. But yeah, I and they're also playing with Batman toys that obviously you would enjoy. I got Aaron, mine right so. here. It's right behind my Damn microphone. Right, you, you, were, you were opening up a Bizarro thing. No, no. Necklace, I, I, was just taking, I was just taking out the Bizarro number one necklace that he wears and two mm. hand accessories. That's just Is the Is a Bizarro show. necklace more of a ring then? Does that make- <laughs> no, no. I mean, this, it's, it's, it's a necklace that Bizarro wears. It says no, Bizarro no. number one so, on it. So it's, so it's a ring is what no, you're saying. No, it's not a ring. I, I, it's, that's not the opposite of a necklace. It it isn't. That's not that, a ring. Is not an opposite. And even of a that, necklace. that's bizarre. How about that's, an ankle? That's uh, ankle bracelet. Earth, you know, bizarre. Not the one I'm talking about. This is the about, clone bizarre. The good. Do you bizarro. think one of those ankle things would be the opposite of a necklace, or would uh, the opposite of a necklace is you ain't getting shit? Is that what the opposite of a necklace is, Eric? You on your your whole deal on you and Chess's No, no, no. The thing is, it, I like the, the thing is, I want to say it's comparable. Maybe it is the opposite because she's always asking for a ring, and when all she gets is a necklace. <laughs> That's right. We don't want to say what kind either. <laughs> that gets disgusting. <laughs> oh my! What what a dip in your toe deal for us. All right, we just lost everybody. But hey, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how it goes. We we like to laugh, don't we? But hey, everybody, thanks for listening to this. Here we have a bunch of a future state books coming up. No, they are not, Eric. Uh, <laughs> if we did have a sponsor, come to the honeycomb hat. Maybe it would be that honeycombs, but uh, because you're sweet as honey, Eric. Uh, you yeah. know, for but kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. We're, we're going to have some uh, future state books coming up this week. The regular podcast comes out on a Sunday night, late Sunday night. If you end up wanting to join us on our Patreon and support us, inspire us, all that stuff, patreon.com slash weird science, you'd actually get the DC full podcast on Saturday night. That's when I end up editing it after me and you go and you get an early access of a day, uh, as well as so many other things. But that is that, Eric. Don't we have a YouTube channel? We do, Eric. It's Weird Science Comics. Eric Shea with his videos. They are more popular than mine. So hey, damn it, not. get over there and like mine more. That's what I say. I'm getting pissed off at that. But we also have a Twitter, Weird Science DC. If you go and follow us there, we'll follow you back. And then also we have a website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can go and see reviews and stuff like that with all of us, just me, you, everybody else going and That's doing right. all that. But, yeah, check it out. And thanks for listening, Eric. What do we say at the end? I Here we go. 
Thank what do we say? <laughs> Wait, is that you're going to go for? It? Let me give you a clean <laughs> outro. What do we say at the end of this Friday night podcast? Thank God it's Friday. No, that's